Hello and welcome back to Much Dirt About Rugby where we chat about everything rugby usually but I think today might be a bit different. We are actually in a pod room in Bath for a very special episode with two guests. I am of course back with my two good friends, Maxin and Malachi. However, two guests we have today are Oliver Major and Gilhelm. So why don't you guys introduce yourself. Major, you go first. Hello everyone. Thanks for having me lads. So I went to school. Uh, with these boys, and obviously we're, me and Mackie, going back to uni. Quite gassed, because we've just been on placement. Where do you go to Bath? Where do you go to uni? <laughs> Where do you go to so, uni? I go to uni, at Bath. <laughs> Where do you go to Bath? Yeah, Gilhelm? Yeah, I, uh, I also go to Bath. You know, I've been living with Mackie the last uh, three years, you know, and we're now entering our final year, so looking forward to a good, good final year, you know? Wow, you made that sound really interesting, guys. <laughs> Cheers for that. And what about, <laughs> what about some, some rugby pedigree? Do we have any kind of rugby pedigree in these two oves? Yeah, so why don't you tell us a bit about your rugby backgrounds? I mean, I don't think we'll be talking loads about rugby today, but why don't you know, it's, it's technically a rugby podcast, so why don't you guys do that? So at Cranbrook, I played first team level. In year 12, I got my debut, but I got a knee injury, so unfortunately I was out for the rest of that season. And I didn't recover my fitness in time for our final season. What fitness? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> not, not very good fitness. School rugby. Um, but yeah, we, I got to play the second half of our year 13 season. And we did, we did have a good time, didn't we, lads? Yeah, it was dank. Yeah, it was all right, wasn't it? You did, uh, you did miss my talent, didn't you? Well, yeah, that injury list was long that year. Major was certainly someone who we needed. Um, you know, just... just you know, you slip through tackles, all that grease and slime. Just that wow. was my specialty. I somehow, somehow, like to, a uh, barrel of sweat. Just <laughs> I was so, a bit of an animal yeah. on the pitch. Gilhelm, um, yes, yeah, <laughs> I keep call, I keep calling you Gilhelm, but your real name's actually Gwilym. I just get it wrong on yeah, purpose. Sorry. sorry about that. Welsh, Welsh name, but yeah, with all the Welsh blood, played uh, rugby all my life. Dad was a dad was a keen fan. You know, he played for London Welsh, Welsh students. You know, all the way up to about twenty five, twenty six years old. So. Always been a big part. Never really been a quick guy, though. So always, always stuck with the forwards. But try to carry it on to uni, but just realised that I was an actual midget and ridiculously unfit. So what, how that, tall are you? You're like six foot two, aren't you? I'm six two, yeah. What am you, Bruce? Yeah, I'm an actual midget. It's quite far from being a midget. I'm a five foot eight. So <laughs> actual midget, six <laughs> no foot two, hundred kgs. Absolutely no chance. Midget. So go go Apparently, you play a bit of American football now. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, I love my contact sports, you know, done rugby all my life and I've always had an interest in it, you know, it seems a bit weird, like you never really hear about it growing up apart from at uni, so, but giving it a try, you know, it's quite fun, but my main issue with it is that you either got to play offence or defence, you're either tackling the guy or running with the ball, it's quite limited, you know, that's why rugby's yeah. good, you can do a bit of both. What position do you play? So I play D-lineman, so basically my job is to get past the fat fucks in offence and try and hit the quarterback, you know, ASAP. Do you do that often? You get a lot of sacks. Oh, not, not last year. I got injured. I tore my rotator cuff. But the year before, did, did quite well. Got to the playoffs. First time in about 10 years. So that's a pretty good achievement. I'd nice say. one. That's tough in the old injury though, isn't it, Mackie? Yeah, rotator cuff is always a nasty one. Why was that? Do you have any <laughs> personal experience, Maxon? Yeah, I haven't had a really long injury list. Now, to be fair, I've actually been pretty lucky with injuries. I don't think I've ever been injured properly. But no, I'm the same, actually. I, I, I think I got... I broke an arm once when I was about 12 and couldn't go on the you school ski trip. Story, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I think it's because, mate, I think it's because we actually play like kind of pussies. Because you see like the p- types of people that tend to genuinely get injured a great deal of people that actually like, go for it properly. I don't know. They also have bad technique some of the time. Yeah. Like Says the like person with the best technique. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me. It definitely goes in, with, like just runs in, just wants to annihilate them. No technique. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Slingshot. <laughs> yeah. What are you lads drinking today? Oh, I've got a very, very special drink. Doom Bar, one of my favourites. Not really that special. Pretty average, but what no, actually is still it? good. It's just amber ale, mate. It's just on ale. What's the difference between the different ales? They taste different, <laughs> mate. What's the strength of this one? This one is a moderate uh, 4.3% alcoholic volume, but it is. Uh, yeah, it is 500 milliliters, so it should be enough to get me a little bit, you know? You <laughs> know what I mean? Yeah, Malachi, what are you drinking? 
Carlsberg, same as everyone else. Oh, no, no, it's on the white rum, actually. Yeah, yeah. Good old top white rum, litre for uh, 15 quid. Absolute deal for all you <laughs> folks out there. <laughs> Not sponsored, but I'm willing. Good of you, Rudy. That's our next sponsor. <laughs> yeah, we've always known the cop have been massive fans of rugby, and now that you've said that, they're just obviously going to sponsor us. Yeah. Shout out to the co-op. <laughs> yeah. What is what is the best beer though? Do you reckon? I like Corona, uh, mainly because it's not really expensive. Like Peron- I really like Peroni as well, but that's quite spenny. Um, but yeah, Corona's not on the low end, I guess you could say. So it doesn't taste just like piss water. But then, uh, yeah, it's good. I like that. I like Sol, the Mexican beers. I like a lot. Um, so basically, you like weak Spanish and Mexican <laughs> beers. <laughs> Which are horrible. <laughs> I like um, Estrella is nice, but probably Peroni would be my... I think Carling is my favourite. Uh, it's got to be British. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, Carling's great. You can get, you know, quantity and quality for a good price. <laughs> not quality at all. Absolutely disgusting. It's not no. the best, but Bex, I have to say, is it's got a special meow, place meow. in all of our hearts. <laughs> We've uh, drank many of them at our mates Angus's house. We uh, just seem to be able to uh, bin them till four or five in the morning easily. Yeah. Major, mate. So you are a legend, I would say. Thanks, Ed. Mate, Carling's also weak. It's basically like piss, but... No, obviously I'm joking. Carling's my favourite bit. It's probably the worst bit. What about, mate? Cronenberg. Three lions. It's always... Yeah, Cronenberg's good, mate. You're saying, yeah. Good in, good in spoons, to be fair. That's like, I reckon that's one of the best value points. I'll put in an odd shout here, you know. Guinness, when it's from a, a oh. good tap. Shit Guinness in a bottle or a can. Disgusting. But Tell if you, you get you a like good quality. I love a bit of Guinness as well, Gilhelm, mate. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think, I think the bottle stuff is all right. It just makes it taste more like average ale. Whereas if you get it from a tap, from a like, draft, it's, it's so nice. Smooth, mate. Just smooth. We need to get some uh, Guinness in Apparently it's pretty good. Apparently it's pretty good. Yeah, you go to the Guinness factory. That's what you do. See off lots. Where, where is that? Is that in Dublin? Yeah, it's in Dublin. They've got like, like a whole like, main headquarters there and a whole setup. And you can like, go on tours. Damn. Like, restaurant and everything. What? Can you pay and get unlimited booze? Unlimited. <laughs> That'd be so dank. <laughs> Reminds me of the time when we, we went to that like beer tap pulling place in uh, railing in what, Prague and Berlin. Yeah, it was actually <laughs> called The Pub, wasn't it? <laughs> it was uh, it was in Prague where the uh, taps malfunctioned and we were able to pour unlimited pints and paid nothing for it. We told them we had a couple pints each. So basically, this, the setup is that you go in and you sit down and everyone has their own beer tap in front of them and essentially you you pay for the amount of beer that you take out the tap. But for, like, someone started pouring and it just started saying, like, no milliliters poured. So there's a meter no on the tap. <laughs> No milliliters poured. And they were like, oh, that's weird. And everyone was like, go, go, go. And they started pouring it frantically. We, we kept saying, all right, we'll tell them in a second. And we got another, another round in. And we just kept going. Yeah, to be fair, it was annoying, though, because they do, they do like competitions between the tables. Me, obviously, being classic British 18-year-old lads abroad for the first time, let loose. Like, we need to win. Remember, there was that Canadian table, I think, or American table, not, not to disarm American. I'm pretty Americans, sure we obviously. started some beef with them, or Ed, Ed did. Yeah, basically, Ed, Ed had a massive argument with them about how to house poor pint because <laughs> Ed wanted to make the most out of his glass by not having any head on the top. Well, no, I like, just said you should have like a tiny bit of head, like <laughs> what, le- less than an inch. This guy had like a half head. I was like, you clearly don't know how to pour a pint. Like, Dude, come on, trust me, I pour pints for a living. <laughs> like, do, you want, do you want to take me on? I completely no. forgot about this. I must have been a bit tipsy. But we must have been a few pints in, but yeah, I don't know. I was just kind of like, what, like, what the hell is that? really offended by his pint pouring skills you always find these like cringe americans just on holiday it was like in um milan as well maurizio said he could rap yeah our friend maurizio shout out maurizio i know you're listening <laughs> definitely not uh no we met we met someone called maurizio in milan he was uh 
He's an interesting fellow, and he had a he had a rap battle with someone from Israel, and yeah, it was kind of what? the most cringy and awkward thing I've ever seen. Wait, what, witnessed. mate? I did. I've not heard about this. Can you explain? <laughs> yeah. What actually happened? So literally, this this Israeli bloke came and started. He was quite young. He was like our Two age. Two Israeli. They were on holiday. Yeah, they they were on holiday as well, and we we met this guy Maurizio in our hostel, and we we went down to this bar with Maurizio. What came across these two Israeli blokes? And one of them started hitting on our friend Catherine or whatever, and it kind of one one thing led to another, and Maurizio somehow ended up in this rap battle, in inverted commas, with this Israeli bloke who was actually he was actually all right, but we would obviously we Maurizio was our mate, so we weren't gonna let him like take the full basically. So this guy was like properly going for like, yeah, your rhymes are crap, and I'm gonna give you a slap and all that kind of stuff. We're just like, oh, <laughs> and, and Maurizio like. like Proper, like the Israeli guy was proper going for it, like doing like 10 bars at a time. And then Maurizio would say one bar, and we'd all go, like, Why? <laughs> and just like, Yeah, it was just silly. It was silly. Also, we did this thing in a bar in Milan where you, they give you like an old war helmet and they put it, they, they put it on your head, and then they line up four or five shots in front of you. And before each shot, they take the shot glass and they bang it on the helmet, and then between each. So then you drink it once they've banged on your helmet and slammed on the table. And they take, like, a spade, a baseball bat, and a massive oil drum and smash it on your head as well whilst you're wearing the helmet. <laughs> and it was the most random it? thing I've ever seen. You pay, like, four euros or whatever, so cheap for the amount of alcohol that you're getting. <laughs> and you just get you just get concussion, basically, because they're smashing stuff all <laughs> over your head. Loving it. Yeah, I think that was it. me, you, and Liam's that did that. I'm pretty sure it was called the knockout shot or something like that. <laughs> Angus was loving it as well. Maybe a bit too much. Willem, have you ever done anything like that? Oh, no, I think my, uh, my drinking stories are quite, quite tame. I usually cause the accidents myself. Like, rather than, <laughs> like I remember in, in first year, I uh, started, started drinking quite early and I uh, challenged my... We were playing a drinking app and one of the challenges was it was me and this girl and we had to do a spinning competition. She was sober and a ballerina and I was fucked out of my mind. So we started spinning, and I spin, and I trip over the fire extinguisher, fall over a little like sofa thing, just gash my eye open. That's lovely, mate. Wow, thank you so much for sharing. Uh, no, yeah, I wasn't really sure. I meant like how you injured yourself really badly. I just thought I put it in there. <laughs> Thanks for that, Gwilym. Yeah, cheers, cheers, Gwilym, mate. But yeah, uh, I guess that holiday was quite interesting. We did meet a lot of interesting people. We drank a lot of booze. <laughs> what, what, what do you reckon is the uh, your favorite place? Because you you guys did in training, um, and then obviously we've been a few places as well together. What, what do you reckon is your favorite place you, we guys went to, or you just went to with other people, or whatever? Uh, I reckon I really love Budapest, like that place. Like the if if, if no if people listening haven't been, highly recommend it. The baths, the uh, club in there is pretty good. Yeah, there's also the there's also there. a lot lot a lot of other stories I could tell, but. Probably not in this uh, on this podcast on this, on this on this podcast. Sorry, we're cutting that bit out. <laughs> <laughs> no, that jokes. All right. What about you, Maywa? So I was quite lucky when I was younger to travel a lot and go to a lot of interesting places uh, when I was younger. Uh, so I have to say, Australia is a pretty incredible place. We d- uh, did a road trip around the west coast. And we got to see the coral reefs. I, I think that's pretty, pretty amazing. Uh, at night time as well, there's such minimal light pollution. You can actually do a bit of, bit of stargazing. Wow, mate, that's so spiritual. Is that the side with Perth and stuff? Yeah. Where, yeah. What else is there to do other than Perth over that side? So there was a lot of um, going on boat trips out to the, to the sea and going diving or snorkeling, really. Um, but apart from, yeah, it's mainly all beach-based. Um, Damn. Pretty sick. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds really fun, mate. Your house, what's, the best, what's the best place you've been, mate? Uh, I, I'd have to say Florida. We went there on, like, a, a school trip. Really? Right? I've heard it's full of idiots. Yeah, no, that, it is a weird place. I'll, I'll let you know that. But we went, we were staying at this hotel, right? And we were, we were at school, so I think we were in year 12 or something. And uh, we came across this, there was this frat, like a fraternity, and they were at this hotel with us, and they were having a house party, and there was also a sorority there as well, and they were all getting to know each other. We're like, shit, we need to like 
capitalise on this, get our game. <laughs> so like, we were having dinner, we were thinking, we decided for some reason upon the Oxford rugby team. Now, this was not smart because we were physics people, so obviously none of us were huge at all. But the girls absolutely lapped it up. But all the guys there, they were absolute bricks, obviously. You know, they're, they're at uni, they're, they're in the fraternity, they gym all the fucking time. They just were, <laughs> were not believing us at all. So eventually just got dragged away. But we managed to keep that up for about a week. It was just, you know, great you, week. So, you, wait, you just confirmed. You said that you were members of the Oxford Rugby Team. <laughs> o- Oxford University. Oxford right. University. I was about to say the Oxford Rugby Team. <laughs> they were right. schoolboy school <laughs> 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 Well, it well, sounds like you have very good acting skills, not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> Mackie, yeah. mate, come on, holiday stories. Favourite, well, favourite place I've travelled, to be fair, Hong Kong, I, I really, really like. I've, I'm lucky enough to have actually been twice, uh, one of which was on the rugby tour with, with a few of you guys, which was pretty good fun. I had some pretty good memories of that, and then travelled to Hong Kong with my family as well to to visit someone, which was also sick. We did like a surf camp there, which was well cool, um, really really sick waves and shit um, but now nah, I like Hong Kong and then obviously interrailing was awesome I agree with you had Budapest was pretty sick had some pretty funny memories from Budapest um, but yeah no in general I, I, I just like travelling with sort of friends like I, I travel quite a lot with my family and I don't, I've been to Florida as well it's weird mate we had, I remember we went, we went to this like gator show and they showed us like this mini alligator, <laughs> and the woman's like, "We treat our gators really well here." Like she's going on about how well they treat her, and then she and put she put it in a it. bag. My dad was horrific. <laughs> she brought yeah, she brought it back out. My dad just goes up to the, he's like, "Now you can have a chance to stroke it and like take a picture for like a hundred dollars or something outrageous." My dad just went up and stroked it. Was like. You're gonna be a handbag. And she, <laughs> she flipped out, kicked us off, kicked us off the thing. Which <laughs> was awesome. hilarious. Um, but now nah, Florida's weird. I googled Gwilym and Ed. You said it's full of weirdos, which it is, but it's actually quite a cool place, I think. Yeah, n- no, I, I think um, America in general. I think we've already we've already said on this on this sh- show like America in general is just needs to get its act together. Really, <laughs> can they just can they just put like school? Is it that difficult? <laughs> sort it out, America. Please, please. I I'm beg 320 you. million people. Sort it out, mate. Sort it, sort it out. It's not difficult. I promise you, it's not, it's not that not difficult. difficult. <laughs> I'll, I'll come over. I'll try help. Yeah. Nah, mate, you're, you're obviously Irish. Um, so you've done, you've done a bit of travelling to there and, and also around Europe as well. What was kind of your, your best places that you've been? Uh yeah um yeah done a bit in Ireland not much I kind of want to do a um like a road trip around Ireland to be fair like get a ferry over with a car or something because um you know how John um he did that um in France he went yeah. to Paris drove over he's got massive um four by four but that sounded pretty dank like going over there but doing a bit of a road trip huh doing some sort of road trip yeah yeah road trip sounds dank a little bit of a convoy yeah no it sounds mad that'd be really good but I guess would be you have to have a big enough car to sleep in which mine definitely is not smallest car ever but um yeah place i've been just like south america was the most recent one that was um on like a uh, tour around um yeah like an uh, astro eclipse tour so like it was for like seeing the eclipse and stuff going to different different stuff that was pretty cool but uh, yeah i want to explore um europe a bit more like more of like uh like what would you call it eastern europe like where it's a bit like off the rails a bit cheaper yeah yeah a bit cheaper but um yeah, any places you guys got on your radar to go next? I just want to say... Um, <laughs> go on, Madge. I want to change my... Uh, I don't want to talk about Australia. Uh, <laughs> I actually you can rescind your Australia <laughs> statement. No, no we don't, we don't like was, Australia uh, anyway. They don't, they don't even play rugby really anymore. So, so I wanted to talk about Dubai. So I lived there for seven years. Um, and so my dad was part or he helped coach the Arabian Pot Bellies which is a charity rugby team out there and they were actually the Pot Belly Pigs that came over from Hong Kong almost migrated to Dubai and he has helped uh, set up a bit of a rugby thing over there with uh, young children at schools as well. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, that sounds that sounds amazing, but I'm a little bit confused when you say the pot belly pigs. Is that, <laughs> is that actual pigs or is that 
people. So, so that's the name of the uh, team. I uh, don't know if you want to look it up. Um, but uh, yeah, so the Potbelly Pigs uh, is what they were called in Hong Kong. But when they came over to Dubai, uh, as these, these rugby players are expats, uh, so a bunch of them came over to Dubai and decided to call them, well, clearly it's a Muslim country. You can't call yourself the Potbelly Pigs. Uh, it's a bit outrageous. Uh, so yeah. they called themselves the Arabian Potbellies. Ah, okay, okay. Mm. But they are, in fact, potbelly pigs. No. <laughs> that was that OG They're name. They're affiliated with the potbelly <laughs> pigs. That was, that, that was that OG name, though. That was the OG name. Okay. So well, now... It's good, it's good, it's, it's good that they... That, that, sounds, that sounds really, really good, because obviously they've got the sevens out there in, in Dubai happening, so rugby clearly has some sort of popularity in that area of the world. It, it's gaining popularity. Well, it certainly has um, since when, when I first went over... And I still talk to my dad a little bit about it. He's not as uh, he doesn't play anymore, unfortunately. He's a bit like me, a bit injury prone. He was a forward, uh, played played everywhere. So like fa- like father, like son. Am I right? Literally, he would slip through players like I would. I think I I've inherited uh, these skills from him. But so now nowadays, uh, the pot belly, the Arabian pot bellies, uh, are now affiliated with the Dubai Sharks. Oh, yeah. yeah, I was gonna. Yeah, I was about to ask, who are the Dubai Sharks then? I actually have no idea, but... S- Just have the dankest face marks ever. So, yeah, uh, my dad sent over some face marks for, uh, for coronavirus uh, that Mal and I have been wearing whilst down in Bath, obviously following the government guidelines, as we all should be. Dweeb! They're really, really cool. Got shark teeth on them. But, yeah, um, pretty scary. T- talking, talking about, um, about Bath, actually, we're, we are obviously in the gorgeous city that is um, Bath. Uh, we are on on uh, the top of a massive hill, looking out over the whole city. You can see the the crescent, which, if you don't know what it is, go and look it up because it's an amazing, beautiful building. Uh, some of the uh, Mac, you've got a statistic actually about about its real estate value. Yeah, I think I think it's real statistic. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of made it up when I said it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you yeah. said it earlier. We all believed you, mate. You know, basically earlier we we were walking out to the crescent to eat to drink some um, drink some beers, and I was I was like, yeah. Statistic of the like, fact of the day made up a random fact, but I'm pretty sure it's true. But basically, um, I'm pretty sure it's like the top top three in the UK, like most desired real estate. Like it's it's like mad expensive and stuff, but it's really nice. Like we went, you can sit in front of it and like drink beer. Yeah, it's, bas- it's basically picnic. a park, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's really, really nice. nice. What other what other stuff is in? Obviously, Gwilym Major and Mackie, you all live here and go to university here. What are the key features of Bath? If people are coming to visit, I mean, it is a very historic rugby town as well. Uh, being a rugby podcast, yeah. you know, we should probably yeah. talk a bit about it. Yeah. yeah. I'll go, I'll go. Um, <coughs> yeah, so obviously, like, the wreck is pretty sick. I think we spoke about on previous pods how we went and watched um, Sari's Bath. And I think, like, the match day bars is pretty awesome. Like, obviously, like, COVID's a bit shit at the moment. But uh, after everything's back up and running, if you're going to visit Bath, and you're a rugby fan, which you'd likely are if you're listening to the podcast, I would um, come down on a match day and get yourself some tickets, like go to a pub, because there's, there's literally, you said today, Ed, like there's so many pubs. If you go on any street and there just seems to be a pub, um, and on match day, they're all like popping off. Um, so I'd definitely like come on a match day and watch a game if you can. But yeah, Gwilym, you're going to... Yeah, so, uh, you know, Bath's got a li- little bit of meaning with me. It's where my uh, dad, you know hang up his cleats when he when he finished rugby, you know. London Welsh, we're in, we're in the, essentially the final of what is now the Aviva Premiership, and it was London Welsh v Bath, and they, they just got absolutely run over, just destroyed, and he was like, I'm not enjoying this anymore. But, yeah, I'd say from this, like, the Bath is obviously, you know, quite a famous part of Bath, you know, yeah. the Roman Bath. So, I think, I think, just out of tradition, you do have to check that out, even if you just, it's literally like a, an old bath. It's not. It's not too exciting. I mean, you get to drink some manky water. But <laughs> apart from that, selling it pretty nicely, mate. <laughs> no, mate. Obviously, yeah. That's a, that's a big part. It's probably why the town was named Bath. You reckon? <laughs> so probably go and visit that. Is, uh, we, we, I mean, we were at a little uh, spot the other day, right next to. Uh, I mean, it was next to some train tracks, so you did get uh, some noise from trains. But it's actually a beautiful location. It's called the Weir. I think it's, what, what's the actual <coughs> name? There's, it's got uh, an actual name. Me know. It's uh, the Wale Weirs, like just just to the right of the uni campus. So, just to know. the right. If you're coming out to the uni campus from any direction, <laughs> it's just to the right. <laughs> Go to the right of it, you'll find <laughs> it. 
But yeah, essentially, it's just a little place where you can uh, chill, swim, uh, have a little picnic as well. So there's there's loads of li- little spots around here that I guess uh, basically is just a massive advert for Bath. If you, yeah. if you like pretty English like towns and cities, uh, come and visit here. I mean, all the all the buildings are made out of this uh, lovely looking stone. I think it's called Bath Stone. <laughs> pretty, 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 pretty creative name, I must say. <laughs> But yeah, uh, obviously the rec- the wreck though is probably the heart of Bath and is right is right on the on the river as well, so it's absolutely beautiful. Hey man, tell us a bit about Nottingham then. Tell us tell us a bit about Nottingham. Uh, yeah, not the most historic rugby city. I, I know that uh, Brian Moore, the commentator, ex England player, hooker, the bulldog, I think he was known as. Uh, he went to Nottingham University or University of Nottingham, I should say. So that's about probably the most famous rugby-related person to come out of Nottingham. I'm sorry if I stand corrected and someone wants to highlight someone else. What else is there to do there as well? Nottingham? Nottingham. Oh, there's quite Nottingham a lot. You've you got the Attenborough Nature Reserve. I mean, I'm obviously a big fan of this. got some quite good clubs and stuff. <laughs> well, Shottingham, right? Yeah, Shottingham. Get, get, get crime's, crime's pretty good, I must say. It's, it's, on, it's on the low right now. I heard uh, Nottingham was, uh, you know, the... Most most sex they like surveyed how much how much sex you have uh, per year as a student and I b- I believe Nottingham came top. You want to uh, give us some feedback? I definitely cannot prove that. <laughs> I'd say I wouldn't back up the statistic <laughs> based on my own personal. <laughs> no, let, let, let's just let's just say it could be. I mean, we do have Ocean and Crisis, which are the two of the, the two most popular student nights in the country. So I guess there's a lot that happens at them. A lot of unspeakable acts. Willem, why would you even bring that up? The CX. The CX. Yeah, see, Bath, Bath is the issue. You want, you want like a big night out. You got to, you got to trek across to Bristol, which, which isn't too bad. Except in the morning, you got to, we get an Uber back. The old first train back, which is long. Yeah, I know trains, mate. Can't do them, especially with this mask. Anyone else find it really uncomfortable? Like, I know, I know, it's all government, government, um, what's implemented and stuff. All this wearing masks on public public transport. I mean, it is super uncomfortable. Not to not to have a little bit of a whine about it, but I mean, I've only had to do it once. Not gonna lie, got a train up to London the other day. Had an interview. Not to gas about it, but it went quite well. No, I, <laughs> I don't like it very much. To be fair, I, I I've got like more spots on my face as a result of it for sure. It's actually really horrible. It's probably just because you're ridiculously unhealthy, no. mate. <laughs> Should die of beer and meat over the last Pure week. Meat. So. <laughs> um, and we nah. didn't just have the most ridiculously greasy five guys yeah. before coming on the pod. Yeah. <laughs> Literally so inhaled the burger. Yeah. I was so hungry. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. But um, nah, it's kind of long work. Do, it, do as Boris says, mate. He, in, in Boris we trust. Yeah, no, obviously I had it on from start to finish all the way until I, all the way from when I entered the station at London, at London Bridge and got off at Wadhurst, my local station. It was always on, mate. It was always on, no matter how uncomfortable. Moving on, we obviously heard a bit of rugby news this week. Let's actually talk about some rugby, guys. Jeez, some proper rugby. Yes, please. Uh, oh, we had we had a bit of we had a bit of rugby news that they're, they're trying to get the Six Nations started. Does anyone know anything about that, or when it's meant to be starting exactly, or who's playing who, or what kind of format it is? Yeah, I heard that it's. Going for sort of an eight-man tournament, I believe, recently. Eight-man? Yeah. Well, eight-team. Eight-team. My, my bad. The rum's, rum's kicking in. But. Yeah, so they've got eight teams. I was quite surprised. Like My dad was telling me. So, they obviously, you got the, the original six Six Nation teams. And I thought, oh, they might bring in Georgia or something. You know, they've been begging for a bit of Six Nations. But then, was it? I think it's... Is it Fiji and Japan are the other two teams? Which, mm. I don't know, it just doesn't really make sense to me. I'm not really I think sure. I did read that, yeah. I think um, also, isn't it the way that they've done the groups? It's like England, Wales, someone, and Ireland and Fiji. Mm. Yeah, and then France, Italy, Scotland, and Japan. Or slash Georgia, I don't know I don't know who they picked yet. But, yeah, I think, I don't know, it kind of ruins the right. Like, the, the, there's no Lacranche. <laughs> Lacrange, surely that's, that's, that's actually my favourite match because most. Mm-hmm. I mean, we lost the most recent one, but most of the time in recent years we actually demolished them. Yeah, to be, I think it'll be. I think it'll be good though. I think it'll be a lot better than you you would expect it to be. Although I'm not confident about the pools. Like, I, I'm happy like, as an England fan. I think you you could kind of look at it in two ways. Firstly, 
one way you can look at it is, oh, it's awesome because they're going to have guaranteed games against Ireland and Wales, which are always sick spectacles. And then you're going to get to see them absolutely destroy Fiji. Yeah, exactly. Uh, or you could look at it the other way, like, oh, what the hell, why are the three best teams in one pool? Well, France are also probably one of the best, but... Yeah, I think I think France. We've we've spoken about France previously. They are danger, dangerous, <laughs> dangerous, as the French themselves yeah. would say. Um, William, you're a massive Wales fan, apparently. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, you know, my dad, you know, playing for Wales in his time, his his first goal in life when he had me, was uh, you know, making a Wales fan. So I've been supporting them since day one. You know, it's quite 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 chuffed with the Wales uh, World Cup campaign recently. Thought they did well. Yeah, wasn't quite the final though, was it, mate? Not quite England. No, not quite. But beating Australia, usually Wales fuck it in the last. Uh, not minute. in not in the recent climate of Australian rugby, mate. Australia are actually crud. Yeah, but Six Nations. I think they're fifth. They're fifth when it stopped. I think they won one out of four, four or five. Or something. <laughs> so, not to laugh, but, <laughs> but yeah. mate, Wales are actually crud. I'm, I'm sorry, but you come on a you come on a podcast with uh, three three or four well major England fan. Very much. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. For England fans, you're going to get slated. Yeah, no, I, w- I won't debate that, you know. Since since Warren's left, you know. I mean, he's been doing shocking since. Mm. He should have stayed well, in my opinion. But mm. you know. Nah, he's, he's run his course, mate. He, I, I mean, I'm just worried about what's going to happen on the Lions tour, mate. Lions! 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 Before we move on to Lions, can we ask who people's favourite international rugby players are? Starting with Major. Yeah, Major, who's your favourite rugby player? Don't say Johnny Wilkinson. <laughs> I'm not going to say Ben Young. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to have to be uh, Manu Tuolangi. <laughs> Why? Why, man? Um, I just think I'm a bit like him. I can smash through the players, make, make the line, break the line. You don't play centre, mate. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. When we were watching um, the Rugby World Cup, basically Major, he, he, he likes rugby a lot, but I think it's fair to say that you don't, know that great deal about current rugby players major just gassing about ben young's anytime he's anything now obviously you probably listen to what we're not huge fans of ben young's major absolutely loves him so major you don't have to lie about manny to you can admit ben young's is your favorite player <laughs> i might have to admit that <laughs> are, the, are these our favorite international players just from england or is it anyone your favorite international player mate your favorite rugby player Gwillem? Go on, go on, Gwillem. I'd have to, I'd have to say my man uh, Jonathan Davies. You know, <laughs> I mean, he is he is good, very boring. good. Player. Injury stricken, but when when he's nice and fit, I mean that that the Wales are yeah, uh, centre partnership. <laughs> All right, we get it. You fancy him? <laughs> he's a good-looking bloke. I won't lie. Gwillem. <laughs> Ooh, Gwillem. Maybe nice. maybe when we get him on the pod, you know, we'll introduce you to you. <laughs> until that stage, I'm afraid. Opportunity, yeah. uh, Mackie. Oh wow! <coughs> what oh, a wow. question. Um, well, mine isn't in. Well, say international player has been international player in the past. Uh, probably Alex Good. Yes, Come on, mate. best player ever to grace the field. <laughs> no, not Andy Good. Alex Good. Yeah, I'm being sarcastic. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, I know you love Andy Good, so I thought you thought I meant Andy Good. No, no Alex, Alex Good. Good is average, mate. Oh, dear, mate. He won European Player of the Year last year. Yeah, he's, and he's he, couldn't even break into, he couldn't even make into the England squad. Rory McConaughey's way better than him. Yeah, well, allow Rory McConaughey, but what I'm... Surprised neither of you have said. Yeah, well, obviously, that's just... Your, fav- your favourite player in the world is Alex Good. Yeah, mate, I like him a lot. <laughs> You unrealistic, mate. Can no, you change that <laughs> right now, please? Yeah, sure. If you really want me to change it, but he probably is. I'm obviously a massive Saris fan, so it's going to be a Saris player, and I think he's. So pick Owen Farrell. No, because he's not my favourite. Because everyone knows he's a little bit of a douche canoe. He's pretty good, though, isn't he? <laughs> you are triggered, Mackie. No, I'm not triggered. All right, then it's Mako Vunipola. Yeah, good choice. Good choice. Okay, Lo- what about you, Ed? Lions. Lions! My favourite player. I'm going to go to Mal first because I'm still deciding. <laughs> well, yeah, I think, don't know. I don't know if he's an England player, mainly because I do love the Super Rugby since it's the best league in the world. Um, now, at the moment, quite like um, Geordie Barrett, not going to lie. Do love the twig legs. Um. Yeah, the twig legs is pretty good. I mean. He's not your favourite player in the world. It's a pretty hard question, but I like him a lot. 
favorite player in the world. Yeah. I'm still I'm still deciding. Jeez, I'll tell you what, Roy McConaughey has got to be like I know I know we do gas him up, but he's definitely just, our favorite player. He's, for he's all my of fa- us. he's my favorite player. Like okay, but my favorite my favorite uh, current international would probably have to be Mark Wilson. What? You're right, mate. Mate, have you seen him play? Mate, I yeah, I've seen, <laughs> I actually can't tell if you're joking or not. I, every Wilson, time, every time he's, he, not a, he's not even in a Lions team. Yeah, but he's my favourite player. <laughs> what? I'll tell you who my favourite player is. It's not actually Jordan Barry. It's Rico Iwani. Oh, wait, oh, that's gas. That's gas. Bitch, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so fair. So no, c- come on, come on. Mark Wilson, he, he very rarely puts a foot wrong. He played for England in the World Cup final for crying down the sink. Yeah, exactly. I just love him. He's so down to earth, mate. He's just a boss man, like Newcastle Falcon. Newcastle Falcons don't get anything in the team. I thought it'd be like did. Chris Ro- Chris Robshaw or something for you. Oh, I don't know. I thought about saying Marcus Smith. Well, the <laughs> that that really well known international rubber player. Yep. Yeah, mate. Okay, okay. So obviously, Mark Wilson's quality player. I just think you know he just does everything that England needs him to do at the right moment. So I. Okay, let, let me rephrase the question, Ed. If you had to watch the highlights of one player, that's the only rugby rugby highlights you're allowed to watch for the rest of your life. You're not allowed to watch any other rugby. Who would you choose? Tim Nanai-Williams. Oh, really? Yeah. His his step is incredible, mate. Not or Sinotti. Sin, Johnson. Sinotti, Sinotti. Sinotti, Sinotti, yeah, but... <coughs> Caelan Ponga. I could literally anyone that can step. Okay. Yeah, Nehey. Can you get bored of the step though? No, the steps are insane. I'm just like, how do they Mate, do after that? After 40 years of watching Tim Nano Williams, I think you get a bit bored. I just, stop, I just think I just stopped watching rugby highlights at that point, mate. I think I'd probably get bored immediately. Just stick a different, completely different genre of thing on YouTube. Yeah, I'd watch Izzy Falau actually. Oh, boring, mate. He can also. step and he can also tank people. So yeah, but I don't anything. like his morals. Yeah, yeah, a bit boring. Yeah, no. We should have to talk about that because he didn't. He didn't kneel. Yeah. You hear about this? He's playing for the Catalan Dragons, Catalan isn't he? Yeah. And it was their match. Was it against Wigan again or St Helens? It was against St Helens. Yes. And they were taking a knee in um, in um, for Black Lives Matter, uh, which is obviously a great cause. And he decided, as a personal choice, not to kneel. Now, obviously, all the players were given given the choice. Not to uh, not to kneel or to kneel, and he obviously chose not to kneel. Which I don't know. You can draw what you want from it. I mean, I think it, he's he's an idol still to a lot of young people in the world because he's such a good rugby player. Obviously, he hasn't had good press recently. Don't really believe in his morals, but I just think like he's not really doing himself many favors, is he? He is a bit of a dickhead. Let's be honest. Well, I, I was I was. Well, not surprised to be fair. I think after I after I heard the interview of the coach, I was not that fair enough. But it's obviously it's obviously really wrong that he didn't do that. But still, not, I, I wouldn't say this. Well, really what do you think the club wrong. should do anything about probably, it? I, I don't know. I think the I think it's fair for the club to to give him the choice. I think I, I think probably because of <coughs> because of the way that I feel about it and the way that I hope all of you feel about it. Like I know I would have taken a knee in that situation. So. Why shouldn't he? But oh, I don't think we should go too far into it. I mean, it's just Izzy Falau, really. I think I think he's a bit yeah, insane, I mean. and he's got like these really weird, like heavily, heavily Christian beliefs, mm. where he, where he basically probably he probably feels like I won't take a knee for anyone other than God or something like that when he prays. Which mm. I don't know. It could it could be that. So you got to look at it from his point of view as well, which is kind of like. If, if he said that, if he came out, he hasn't really been given a chance to make a statement. Obviously, the press don't want him saying anything homophobic again because it's really, really not good for anyone to hear that, is it? So I, th- I just think you've got to look at it maybe from his point of view as well. I mean, obviously, I don't agree with it personally, but like maybe, maybe you know, he had his reasons and his reasons was God. I think that's probably what, what he believes. But let's, let's, uh, let's move on um, to a little bit of a lighter note. Um, we're going to start talking about TikTok. So, recently, obviously, TikTok's been popping off. It's, uh, like, a lot of friends of mine use it. I personally do use it. I don't make many videos, but we, uh, did attempt to make one last night. I mean, 
luckily my phone ran out of battery, so it couldn't get posted. But uh, yeah, what what have you guys seen any rugby TikToks or anything like that? Or yeah, we we made one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I made one before. It was on the um, it was the uh, one where it was like, much ado about rugby, much ado about rugby, and then it was like. Oh, the French one. For the French episode for promo, Matt. Yeah. What you do about rugby? What you do about rugby? And then it was France being Wales. That was it. It was Roman and Tamak. Oh, yeah. Gilham, sorry about that, mate. You you had something to say, though. What did you want to say? Oh, yeah, no. Obviously, TikTok. I'm moving on from the Wales. You know, that defeat was horrible. I thought we had it in the bag, but. Because the year before, you know, 16 nil down or something, I think, at half-time. Brought it back. Matthew put in a couple of bets, I think. I did. I made some pee on that game, actually. <laughs> Wait, which game was this? Do you remember when um, France went, like, I think, was it 16 nil? Yeah. They went 16 nil up at half-time, and I was like, well, we'll definitely come back from this. Plop on 10 quid. Made quite a lot of dollar. How much? How, yeah, how much? I can't remember. I think it was at least, like, six, 60 quid. Jeez. Pretty decent. I was no, pretty no. gassed. It was a very good night out after that. Anyway, Gwilym, you were saying. Yeah, so uh, with TikTok, originally when I heard about TikTok, I was like, oh, it's the new Vine. I felt for me, particularly with Vine, it was just beyond my age group. Like It just seemed to be a couple of years beyond us. So we kind of missed out and then it shut down. It seems like all the Vine people switched to YouTube, that sort of thing, once it got shut. And the TikTok came about. I thought, oh, TikTok there was that Musical.ly app. I don't know if you guys were aware of it, but that didn't really seem to blow up as much. I think it was actually the same thing, but it was the same company, but they like rebranded and restructured it or something like that into TikTok. And so, yeah, but yeah, obviously TikTok's massive now. Yeah, but you know the, the, the most followed person on TikTok, Charlie D'Amelio, she has 75 or something, probably a couple million more to be fair now. She has 75 million followers on TikTok. Over, over like 4 billion likes on, on all of her posts combined and she is 16 years old and she gets $100,000 per sponsored TikTok she, that she does and she uploads like 4 times a day mm, you, see, you seem quite obsessed with her man <laughs> she's, no, think, she's 16 no, I just think that's, that's ridiculous for posting like a, da- a dance on YouTube and putting a hashtag for a company or whatever I just think that's you a still, little bit outrageous 16 it, years old yeah, but mate, it's, it's her reach, literally. It's literally business. Like, she literally gets so many... It literally is business, that's the thing. Like, she gets so many views on her TikTok. So many people, like, 75 million Do you people. I think it's pervy, though, that she's just dancing and, like, 75 million people, well, not mate, all of whom are 16 years do, old. Mate, not, not everyone looks at those videos like you do. <laughs> Stop taking the piss, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's a bit interesting, because, like, I... I've been watching YouTube, I think, since I was like 9 or 10 or 11 or something. And you see the subscribers they build. And like, I think there was this whole, like PewDiePie, obviously the biggest YouTuber. I think he like reached 100 million and that was like a big thing. It was a race to 100 million or something. And TikTok's been around, I think, less than a year. And she's already 75 mil. Just shows how like the reach is so much greater even already. Yeah, I think you also have to compare maybe to Instagram could be maybe better. Because I think on that, like the most... Uh, they might be it's like Ronaldo or like Kim K got the most in there, like 250 mil or something like that. But, um, yeah. Yeah, it's, like, I just want to follow on from Gwilym. It's pretty crazy how these social media platforms are becoming a huge way for people to earn money. Um, or especially, I think in lockdown, we've all noticed uh, changes in Instagram's ad uh, generation and how often they're showing them. And people have turned to... Um, post more on these sites yeah what i do find quite interesting about it is is how it's actually changing the music industry obviously in particular tiktok and how essentially like for example i can't remember exactly what the drake song was you probably know ed but like he released yeah he literally released it in the the music video he does a dance which apparently i I was seeing into it and he literally designed it, it so that it went on tiktok as a tiktok dance and essentially went viral so i personally find that really interesting how like they're using it as like a marketing tool now, like the big musicians, or the intelligent ones, um, and then it's kind of popping off. But yeah, I think he did that before with um, some with like someone like, you know the one like this Ed, this one. Well, the Fortnite dance. Yeah, that yeah that one. But I think he did like in the music video for that. 
Guys, if you could see my face of disgust right now, the Mal just did the Fortnite dance in Ed, front of me. Ed, Ed, oh, right. there's a story behind Ed and the Fortnite dance, though, isn't there, Ed? Because basically, I, d- I don't know, for, for those of you who are at uni, basically, you have, like, your lectures that are recorded, and essentially, so, like, if you go to the start of the lecture, you can see see people walking in. And there's one video of Ed when he was walking into one of his physics lectures at Nottingham. And you could see as he walked in the room, he did a Fortnite dance to one of his mates. So that was the funniest video. So tragic. So, Ed, that face of the Fortnite dance. Is yeah, yeah. Physical. I mean, I was doing it ironically, though. Mal was actually doing it. Yeah, sure. Come on, it's different when I did it, guys. No, man. You were definitely, definitely not, not joking. <laughs> definitely not hypocritical. No, but no. TikTok's pretty mad. Um, I watched this video, but there's this guy called Gary V. My um flatmate told me about, and he was he's like this like massive marketing guy, and he was saying that he thinks TikTok, um, is going to be like the next massive thing like Facebook or like Instagram. He thinks well, it's gonna surely be... it already is, mate. No, but the he thinks of... it's going to be bigger than those. Like yeah, he, I... he gasses it. So uh, I've watched Gary V as well. Literally any video for someone who's trying to market or sell something, he's like TikTok. He's like, get on TikTok. You on TikTok? Uh, it's like 50-year-old men. It's like, get on TikTok. There's one guy who's like playing, a t- he's playing like a trumpet. Major, what did you make of TikTok? Because I know we were attempting to make one yesterday and you did not look impressed at all. Not the biggest fan of it, I guess you could say. Um, I just, I haven't really been on it. Um, same thing with Vines when they came out. I kind of was watching them and I guess you can get a bit carried away watching them i completely get that um, because like, i can i can literally sit there and like just just i, I open i open the app and i'll sit there for i don't know an hour dead. and i'll and i'll watch i'll watch like so the videos are even like 15 seconds long or a minute long and like i'll, I'll flip through them and because the videos that you like basically the algorithm works in a way where the videos that you like it gives you similar it gives you similar content so it's Essentially, I'm sorry if you can hear that. That was a seagull just, <laughs> just well, outside. Ed, 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 sorry, give us your impression. <laughs> I'm not doing that. For do the it, do it, Ed. Ed, you've got <laughs> to do it. It's hilarious. I was in the middle of a really deep <laughs> and important yeah, point you about, continue, the, you can about continue the TikTok that afterwards, algorithm. Mate. Continue that afterwards. We need your seagull impression. <laughs> <laughs> so, so bad, so bad. Carry on talking about We're TikTok. definitely cutting that out, mate. No, that's jokes. We're not cutting this out. All right, Ed, so to finish my point, the TikTok algorithm, essentially, when you like videos, it gives you similar content to always keep you, like, interested in the app, essentially. So, like, it's like, but you obviously can follow people, so you get more and more of the same content from other people, that, from the same people. But the moment you like a video, so, for example, let's say I enjoyed Ultimate Frisbee or something completely random, like... I'd, I'd, I'd like the video that was Ultimate Frisbee related or hashtag Ultimate Frisbee. And it just gives you, un, like, every single video after that is Ultimate Frisbee. It's kind of weird. Like, it's like reading what you like and, like, trying to gather information about what you specifically like. Do you know what I think? I do. Uh, it's, uh, it's scary. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> no. Um, it's on, scary. And uh, to go back to, I think, what we were saying earlier um, about how... Uh, businesses are using it to market and that's exactly why um, they are looking to use it because they have this really clever algorithm that is suggesting videos and almost keeping you glued to your screen um, which is why I have a bit of a bit of a thing of it I just I don't I don't really like an hour passing away and I'm still on it but that that is why it could potentially become one of the biggest social media platforms out there yeah, it is horrendous how long you can spend on it in like one go. Ed Walker. Yeah, I mean, Ed. I, I, I don't know. I, I could, I could delete it right now. Go on then. No. <laughs> I don't have a job. What how much do? would you need us to pay you? Yeah. No, yeah. mate, because I did this with Candy Crush. For those of you that don't know, I'm, I'm <laughs> over level 3,000. I'm over level 3,000 on Candy Crush. So, you know, if you need, if you need some tips and tricks, just really, know. really try. Uh, but I deleted that. Like, I, I can't delete these things. Like, I deleted them for my exams. And it's just a case of like, just doing it. But if I don't need to, then you know, I'm calm. TikTok's just jokes because it's all about like meme culture. And who doesn't like memes? No, no, Matt. I promise you that that is that is what your TikTok is telling you that you like, basically. What, what else is there then? What? So there's so there's like the whole the dancing thing and the whole like TikTok actors thing. You know, you know, have you seen that kind of trend? If you watch a guy called Cody Ko on, on, on YouTube, and it's all this e-boy stuff, watch Cody Ko's vid- videos about TikTok, and he, like, 
basically goes through like making jokes about these TikTok actors who think they're really serious, and it's like that POV, like where the camera's in front of them, they're talking to the camera, and they're looking really serious and going like, "Oh my god, it's a girl! That's amazing!" and, and stuff like that, and it's like really, really cringy. I've Mate, yeah, I t- I've, I've seen this before. I've I'm, I'm, it. I'm telling you, like, there's so many different areas of TikTok. So let's say if I, if I got a I got a, I don't know, someone doing, so people do like crafting videos and stuff, like baking video, cooking, like any genre you can think of, TikTok has it, and it's just a matter of you liking that one post, and then TikTok will fill your feed with that kind of crap. Mm, yeah, I know, the, I know they have like loads of educational stuff, I've seen that, but not that like. <laughs> and we haven't even started on the political stuff, oh like, my god. Your mum's pregnant, or <laughs> whatever you said. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's like, it's like oh, it's just the actors, mate. There's one, I've forgotten his name. I don't really want to advertise him because I find him ridiculously cringy. But there is a Vice documentary, actually, if, if you are interested in looking into this. Uh, I really wish I could remember his name, but I can't. There's a Vice documentary on this bloke that does, he's like one of the biggest TikTok actors in inverted commas because obviously they're completely amateur and they're just writing scripts to themselves, basically improvising their whole, their whole scene. And they'll do something random like oh, I just saved you from drowning or whatever, and then like and then you like look into his eyes and you're meant to fall in love with him because he's so good looking or whatever. It's like, what is going on? Yeah, what? You seem pretty absorbed by that, man. I find it interesting. I find it interesting yeah, how these guys, weird. these guys, these guys think that they can actually make a proper acting career off off TikTok. Mate, it's strange. Yeah, it's a bit weird to be fair. C- can I ask you guys' opinion on something else as well? What do you guys think about OnlyFans? That seems to have popped off massively. I don't fully under, actually understand like, I don't know what, what it is. is. It's, it's sex, so isn't Gwil- it? Gwillem's got a good, good hold on this one. <laughs> yeah, I think more by chance. Than, yeah, uh, sure, Let's mate. just get that clear. But um, I believe OnlyFans is, uh, I think it's like a paid subscription. So I, I think I saw it, <laughs> you, I I saw it first on Snapchat. You know, you, you can follow a person and they like post some, you know, enveloping images, let's say. And they'll go like, oh, subscribe to my OnlyFans to see what happens next or something. So I believe it's like beyond that, you know, quite explicit content that you then pay for and then you can make money so that it's, way. So it's porn. It's porn. Essentially, yeah, paid porn. It's, I think it's on a range, though, because you can get it from literally like doing like obviously like full on porn just to be like kind of seductive pictures or whatever. But the thing is, like celebrities are jumping on it as well, like YouTube and people. And they're obviously if they've got like a million subscribers on YouTube and they're getting like what well, 10% of that, that's 100,000 people. They gain hundred that if they pay one pound a month, that's hundred k. But sometimes they even like twenty pounds a month or whatever. Like so much money coming in, it's actually like ridiculous. Yeah, no, I uh, with Mal like twenty pounds a month. I think I heard it was like a regular thing, like for the pricing of these OnlyFans, and you get like, well, if you've got quite a few like followers on any sort of social media, and you get even I don't know like as low as fifty, let's say, you're making a grand a month like off this account. It's obscene. That's ridiculous. I might have to start my own yeah, OnlyFans. It's, it's not even serious <laughs> stuff. I'm not sure about rugby as OnlyFans. Yeah, let's, uh, let's spark up some interest for that. It's c- coming, coming to you soon. Much dirt rugby. Let's just say account. I get really <laughs> weird with the rugby ball. I don't know. I think, I think um, on that slightly random <laughs> note, uh, yeah, we haven't really we haven't really started to rugby this episode, but I think it's been really fun. It's been really great having the, the two the two extra guests on. So thank you boys for coming in. Thank th- thanks for having us. Thanks yeah, for thank having us much ado. Thank you for having for having us in Bath actually. Yeah we should yeah, thank thanks, you for lads. We know um, doing one in person as well. Yeah this yeah, is what he said. this is our first one where we've actually all been in the same room. Obviously we're sitting a bit further away from each other than we than we'd like, but um, two meters, two <laughs> meters, two meters, please. Yeah, uh, but but uh, I think um, yeah, it wasn't really a rugby themed episode. We did get a bit of rugby in there, but yeah. I think it's just interesting. There's there's so much going on in the world at the moment. I think it's just interesting to touch a lot of topics. Yeah, let us know if you like these kind of episodes because it could be good to incorporate some like general stuff other than rugby um, in future. But we do also love our rugby as well. So exactly. So on that note, thank you very much for listening, and uh, you'll hear us in the next episode. Thank you very much. Right.